0: see the light. Today we're going to be in Psalm 16. I love the Psalms because it's in the Psalms, David doesn't hide kind of where he's at. Like he's just raw and he's real. So today we're going to be in Psalm 16. We're continuing what we've started over the last two weeks. If you have your sermon notes, you can can fill those out and follow along. But the last two weeks we've been talking about We've been called to be lights. We've been called to be a light in, specifically in the darkness. Right? And as I shared before, this message was really supposed to be about us coming out of this whole corona thing. And it, it'll slowly come onto our island, guys. Like, the whole thing wasn't to prevent it. The whole thing was to slow it down. So it, it will hit eventually. And thank goodness we already have practice in what it's like to shut down, right? Like we are. I think the Coast Guard just completely redid all their processes and schedules because of it and caused these guys a ton of work, you know, over the last few months, as well as our schools. Like our schools completely reinvented what they were doing. It's no different than the church. So we're ready. See the light. As followers of Jesus Christ, we are called to be the light. Everyone is made for this light. Like, if we believe that there's a God of the universe, He created the universe, He created light and darkness, He created you and me, we were all, every single one of us, even even the, the rocks and the hills cry out to His name, right? We were all made for this light. And we were all called to be bearers of this light. And I'll say, especially in the last several months, especially when it's hard, Like the the light dispels all darkness. And there's only really one light that can do this. That's Jesus Christ. James 1, 2 has been our main scripture through 8. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Consider it pure joy. Right? This joy... Only comes from heaven, only comes from Christ. This peace, I like to say, peace, real peace, is the calm assurance of trusting and knowing what God is doing is best. Like, if you can say, God, like, I don't know why this is happening. I don't know why this person is acting the way they do. Like, I don't know why there's so much darkness and evil in our world, but I trust you. Like, I trust that you're at work redeeming all of it and I've had the, Marilyn and I have great conversations, Josh and I over the last several weeks, several of us, and I said, guys, you know what's interesting? Is none of what's happened over the last several months has surprised God. Like he knew it all before it even happened. I mean, think about that for a moment. When sickness hits our own family, when pain and hurt hits our community, like none of it surprises him. And he's like, I promise you can trust me even in this. I can promise you can trust me with your loved ones. Like, I promise you can trust me with leaders that we may or may not agree with because I am at work in all of it. John 1, 4 through 5, this is a little bit of review over the last few weeks. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. He's talking about Christ. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. And then John 1, 12 Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to to those who love Him. That person will receive the crown of life. And he's talking about, like I always like to say that rope analogy, right? Like there's a rope and it extends infinitely to to my right. And the other side of that rope extends infinitely to my left. I mean, it goes on to eternity our life is just like take a ballpoint pen and mark right in the middle of that rope. Our life is that short. It's that short, and like we're only here for a moment. Like every now and then, I don't know about you, but like especially when we're climbing these mountains, I'm looking to the sky and like wondering, is, is today the day that Christ comes back? I mean, how many of you have prayed that prayer over the last several months? Like is it just me? Like Christ, God, I'm ready. Like I'm ready. <laughs> but our life is just a brief moment in time. So the question is, what, what is our role? Like, what's our purpose here in this very brief moment? Like, I, I honestly believe it's to share the light and the love of God. Love Him and love each other. Do our own, like how God gifted us through our own creative expression, through our own engineering minds, through our own, like He's created us to be His, his people to shine our light for Him during our brief time. So when trial hits, when a trial hits your home, your marriage, your family, at work, or in your spiritual life, when that trial hits, and and like I'll even say, it, sometimes it hits all three at once. Does it not? Like it we get hammered on all sides. The question is, what do you typically do? And there's two types of people in the room, in which I don't know which one you are. I either run run in the middle of that where that storm is coming from and i say, god i trust you and i get on my knees i take refuge in him or i do what i run from it and and it's okay if you're either one that's just how god wired us one's not better than the other but you have to know am i a person that runs to or runs away Psalm 16 is going to help us with this. It's going to to give us a glimpse into David's heart when he is in the middle of a battle, when he's escaping the battle, when he's trying to seek God, and it shows actually the the persecution and the perseverance with a promise in the middle. Psalm 16 is a psalm of faith. It's, It's an example of what it looks like when David seeks refuge in the God into Yahweh, our sovereign Lord. Yahweh in your sermon notes could also be translated into Yeshua, which means Jesus. Here's the cool part about this Yahweh, Yeshua, and Jesus. His name, Jesus, the name of Christ, actually means God rescues. Like, how wild is that? God rescues. Like, it's almost like He knew. It's just like I joked about last week. Like, why did God put the tree of wisdom, the tree of knowledge in the middle of the Garden of Eden? Because he knew. He knew what would be in our hearts. Like he knew that Adam and Eve were going to cause us to live in this fallen world. Like he knew that we would be experiencing darkness. Like he says what? Count it all joy when you face trials. Like he knew that there was going to be trials and testing of our faith. But he gave us what? He gave us a path. He gave us Christ as our rescuer. So let's jump in. Psalm 16, let me read it. Keep me safe, my God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, You are my light. Apart from you, I have no good thing. I say of the holy people who are in the land, they are noble ones. In him is all my delight. And that's you and me, those of us who claim to follow Christ. He's talking about the Israelites as well, the people of faith. Those who run after other gods will suffer more and more. I will, now, I will not pour out libations of blood to such gods or take up their names on my lips. Lord, you alone are my portion and my cup. To the realm of the dead, nor will you let your faithful, O Holy One, see decay. You make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence with eternal pleasures at your right hand. What's cool is this psalm is like it's not a psalm of complaint, it's not a psalm of despair, right? It's a psalm of saying, even though this is tough, like I trust you, like I know that you're with me in this. And I don't know over the last several months, even this morning, like in your heart, are you, are you experiencing joy? Like what you're seeing on the news. I, frankly, I've had to turn off the news. I've had to like shut down social media for a little while. You may have noticed I've gone a little bit quiet because it's, it's like a river. It's just pouring. I am celebrating the moments where even like I think yesterday I shared where the officers knelt down in front of the the protesters, and they all knelt down together, and then they began to hug. Like, I am am seeing light out there in humanity. Also, I'm seeing a lot of overwhelming darkness. And I, I say it's pain, it's woundedness. It's very real because of very real injustice. I see both sides of this. We can praise God even in the middle of the trial as your first blank in your sermon notes. Lord, you alone are my portion. I'll share something with you, and I'll try not to give you too much of the detail. This week I was called into a, uh, an appointment to visit with a young man that's behind bars. And... I didn't know what it was about. I didn't know what he had done. Like I knew nothing about this young man before I got there. So all I could do is is pray. My favorite scripture, you know, you keep him in perfect peace. His mind has stayed on you because they trust in you. I'm like, Lord, help me give this young man comfort. Isaiah 26:3. So as so as the security officer, the corrections guard let me through multiple locked doors. He had, he said, Do you want the handcuffs on or off? And I said, I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> like I don't know this guy. <laughs> right? And I'm, I'm starting to get a little bit uneasy, like, oh, wow, like, I, wh- there's a right and wrong answer to this, and I don't, I don't really know what that is right at the moment. And he said, he's been cooperative, um, and, and um, we believe you'll be fine. And so we sat down in the room together, and this young man walks in, and he's tearful, and he's sorrowful, and he's, he's just wanting somebody to talk to. He hasn't talked to somebody, talked to Um, anyone in weeks he's alone in his cell and for good reason right we believe we are we are a country of laws like we are a republic and if you break those laws if i don't you know if i if i don't go slow in a in a in a speed zone i'm going to get a ticket and he's there for very good reason and he shared with me why he was there because he chose darkness because he chose his own path. But the sad thing, probably the saddest thing that I think he shared with me is I don't know that God real. I've never seen him. Like all the hardships I've ever faced in life, I feel like it's just waves of, of, of stuff that I wouldn't wish on anyone. And it's just wave after wave after wave. And, and here I am sitting here because of my own decisions. And so I ask you pray for this young man. I told him, my prayer for you this, this next several weeks, and I promise you, I will pray for you every day, is that you see that God is real. Like, you see that there's a very real light. That, yes, you have to face the consequences for what you have done. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know that this young man will ever get out of jail. What he did was, was that, to that degree. He may never see the light of day like you and I do. But I believe that this scripture is speaking to him, that young man, just as much as it's speaking to us this morning. You know, I, And I'll read it again. And I want you to think about that. I want you to think about what the scripture means to, to not just you and me, so don't think about yourself when I read it again, but think about maybe that young man sitting behind bars. Think about George Floyd's family right now. Think about what they feel like. Like this scripture, think about what the officer's family and the officers are going through. Like this scripture is for them also. These scriptures, these promises are meant to be a light in the darkness for all of us. Let's not get caught up in in saying my sin is lesser or greater than their sin, right? Let's just say maybe this is for all of us. So let me read it one more time with this in mind. Praising God even in the middle of the trial. Psalm 16, 1 through 11 says, Keep me safe, my God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, You are my Lord. Apart from you, I have no good thing. I say to my holy people who are in the land, They are the noble ones in whom is is all my delight. Those who run after other gods will suffer more and more. I will not pour out libations of blood to such gods or to take up their names. Lord, you alone are my portion and my cup. You make my lot secure. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places Surely I have a delightful inheritance. I will praise the Lord who counsels me even at night, even in the jail cell, like even in the hospital room, even in the safety of our own homes, right? Even here in our church. I will praise the Lord who counsels me even at night my heart instructs me I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore, my God is glad. My heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest secure because you will not abandon me. Sorry, I didn't know I was going to get emotional on this one. To the realm of the dead. Nor will you let your faithful, O holy one, see decay. My favorite part, you make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy, your, with your presence and eternal pleasures at your right hand. He makes known to us the path. Like all he's saying is, is I'm not promising you're not going to experience trial. I'm not promising that you're not going to experience darkness. Like, matter of fact, as Christians, <laughs> like I, I will promise you this, once we get on the path, To follow Christ and say, amen, use me. I can promise you those ways might even be bigger. They might even be bigger. Because he's not promising us an easy or pleasant life, but he is promising us what? Joy. He is promising us joy. There's what we call on this earth a law of consequence and effect, right? Like I believe in it, nothing happens by chance outside of our universal laws, which I also believe with all my heart includes spiritual laws. Like all our engineers could tell you about all the laws of gravity, all the laws of physics, and if you break these, you can bend them a little bit. If you break them, you're, you're going to see the repercussions of that. There is an effect. Every action and every thought, every reaction has a consequence. It also has a reward. Romans 12:1 and 2 says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Here's a warning. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and prove what God's will is. This is good, pleasing, and perfect will. So here's the deal. There's three paths. There's three paths. There's our path. There's the one we wake up with every morning. It's what our emotions like. I'm going to wipe my face a little bit. It's, it's our feelings. It's our thoughts. It's our mood. How many, did everybody wake up in a good mood this week, like every day of the week? You did awesome. We have one person every day of the week. <laughs> like, like those, it's like sometimes we wake up and it's like, what? Well, I'm in a bad mood. Like where did that come from, you know? That's our path. It's just like what we feel. You know, I think sometimes we get a gl- glimpse of darkness. It's, I, I believe it's just based on how that person feels. Like raw emotion, anger, bitterness. Like even, even when we look in the mirror at our times, sometimes, right? You're like, wow, that was a bad day. I believe there's our path. There's the world's path. There's what collectively what the world says is right. And the world meaning not Christ's followers what the media says is right. You know, what I heard in college, there's many ways to enlightenment. There's many ways to heaven. There's many ways to God. There are many gods. Like I respect and love your God as much as I respect and love my God. And I'm standing there as a Christian in college going, oh my gosh, like that goes against everything I've ever read as God's truth. Like I've been taught what? There's one way. There's one path. So let's be careful as we try to navigate the world's truth. Let's be careful as we try to navigate our own emotion. So here's the good news. There's actually a third path. There's the path of the way, the followers of Christ. God's word is our path. Jesus Christ was God in flesh, sent to us on this earth so that we could follow him. People ask Larry, like, like the young man in the jail cell this week, who said, I've never seen God. And I wanted to jump out of my chair and go, but thousands of people did. Like when Christ walked this earth with all those eyewitnesses and all those accounts written down on parchment and shared over generations, like they saw the holes in his hands after he was resurrected. Like even his own brothers we talked about converted. <laughs> James, right? when he saw Christ, the resurrected Christ, even his own brother says, all right, this dude's the real deal. (laughs) Like he just resurrected and he witnessed it. James wasn't a believer before then because he had to grow up with Jesus. And he's like, this is just my brother who everybody thinks is God. And then Christ died and he resurrected and he said, all right, I've seen him. He got to see God in the flesh. God's word counsels us. It transforms us. It tells us about the life of Christ. It tells us about the truth. God's word, it actually helps us. It helps us navigate even difficult seasons that we're in. Who's right? People of minority, people of color, or the law? Law enforcement? Who's right? Like, I believe God's word says, just love them. Just love me and love them. Like, God's the holder of truth, and the truth will always come out in the end. Like, I think that's what everyone's been waiting for, right? Like, am I any different? I've been waiting for a video to show true persecution. The truth always comes out. Our job is to love one another. Like, here's what's really interesting. Read through the Gospels. And this is, this is why the church has such a hard time navigating these social issues, I'll be honest. Because Christ did not completely immerse himself in the social issues. He spoke truth and he went on his way. And he said, guys, I want you to know that God's love is real. He loves you. He loves others. But probably way ahead of his time, if you read through scriptures, he lifts up women. And he said, I even speak through women. Like these women are leading and serving greater than, far greater than any of the men around here. Like he spends time with criminals, he spends time with tax collectors. He, spent, he is the light and goes to the darkness. He spent time with women who were with many men. And he encouraged them. But he didn't try to take on the whole Roman government as a as an anti-government movement, did he? Because he knew what? He knew that love was greater and that living it out was actually the way to go. God's word counsels us and it transforms us. To be family friendly, I'm going to keep this short. We're going to have communion here in a little bit. So I want you to start reflecting towards that communion moment. I'm gonna read our, our Psalm 16 one more time, and I w- I want you to think like, what's in my heart now? Like, do I run to God and seek refuge? Before we remember what Christ did for us, just I want us to just start reflecting when we look at our own hearts. And this is another warning: without looking into God's words first, when we look at our own hearts, we'll be deceived. If we don't have God's word in our head, and our heart, and we're not constantly in it, we will be deceived. Jeremiah 17.9 has this warning for us. The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? To see the light, we have to have God's word in his will. To be a light in our community, we have to be in God's word and in prayer. Like I mentioned to you, um, and Larry Watkins is in the room also, we had pitched to the churches around our city about what if we prayed together against against drug use and drug addiction, chemical addiction. And the two pastors in the room says, be ready, pastor. He said, you guys don't know the amount of spiritual warfare that y'all are inviting by doing this. And I think I looked at Larry and I'm like, we're good, man. We're, we're ready to go, aren't we? And that's even been distracted a little bit. We haven't, we haven't talked about it yet. But guys, we are in the middle of spiritual warfare. But here's what's cool. I see God winning. Like, I see the light winning. And yes, that doesn't mean the darkness is completely gone. But I see God's people stepping into that and saying, I know the light and I know the truth and God used me. I love that. And for those of you who decided to jump into that fight, and for those of you who have not decided to jump into that fight, let me fast forward to the end of Revelation, which is a very cool book to read, by the way, kids. Like, Revelations is awesome. You talk to your kids about the dragons and the multiple-headed monsters. Like, read that one day. Sorry, sorry parents, if I just threw that one on you. It's, it's so much fun to read. At the end of Revelation, God wins in the end. Love wins in the end. There will be no more tears. He will have restored these broken bodies that we have. He will have restored my eyesight that's slowly dimming. He will restore, Mike, your shoulder completely. He will restore and eliminate this bitterness and hate in people's hearts. But to get to get there... He just wants us to live with forgiveness for others. To ask for repentance for our own mistakes and sins. Which one is right? Those people that choose to break laws or the officers that take too much power in their own hands. Which one is right? Which one of us in this room can say, I've never sinned? I've never harmed another person. As we get to the end, I want you to reflect in your own heart. What's cool about Scripture is it says, hey, just, just look at your own heart. Like, let's take our eyes off of each other. Let's take our eyes off of the rest of everyone else and say, I'm not as bad as they are or I'm not as good as they are. I want to invite the worship team back up. I'll finish with these last two scriptures. Ephesians 4.32 says, Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, as God and Christ forgave you. For those who are already Christians and said, I believe, let me just remind you this morning of our decision to say, Jesus, you are my everything. Like I'm here, use me, forgive me. And for those of you who haven't crossed that line and and maybe you've said, I I don't know what that means, let me just say today is the day I believe that you can have the light from here to eternity by saying, Christ, I need you. Forgive me of my sins. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. And I'm going to read the last part of Psalm 16 and then we'll go into a time of worship and then communion. Psalm 16. And you guys stand as I read this part. I will praise you, Lord, who counsels me even at night. My heart instructs me. I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With Him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices, my body will also rest secure, because you will not abandon me. You make known to me the path of life, and you fill me with joy in your presence with eternal pleasures at your right hand.